Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Mom Hour. I'm Sarah Powers, here as always with Megan Francis. Hey, Megan. Hey, Sarah. So we are here for one of our very fun More Than Mom episodes. We do these every other Sunday or so. They may or may not have to do with your life as a mom, but they will always be fun and fluffy. And today is no different. I'm excited. I'm excited about this because we're doing a, this is our second time playing a little game with each other. (laughs) Yep. Called Would You Rather? Would You Rather? Can I just say, this is like, it's resurfaced as a a family classic, even with my (laughs) kids. It's like, anyone can pass the time doing Would You Rathers. And this was your idea a year ago, almost exactly a year ago, we did this as a more than mom. um, And the questions were all over the map. Some have to do with parenting and kids, some don't. Um, And we had so much fun with it. So we're going to do it again with fresh new questions this time and hopefully find a way for you guys to play along. So when you're listening to this, check our Instagram stories. And my hope is that we can do a little poll and you guys can follow along and answer these Would You Rathers, or at least you can just be yelling at your, you know, car speakers as you listen to us. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. And I had I just had this super crazy memory. I think when we recorded this last year, my air conditioning was out at home and I had to go to my brother's house to record it. So I had this like very specific memory of sitting on my brother's bed recording this episode and laughing. So I, not to just disagree, but I think we were at my parents' house and it was super hot and we were sitting in a bed together. (laughs) Okay. Then I'm having like a total like flip flop of, okay, you're right. We were sitting at your parents' house, but there must've been another episode. Yeah. I'm sure that happened. So this one, there was probably a lot of hilarity involved with us sitting in the same room doing this one. Much hilarity will ensue starting now. Um, Okay. (laughs) So we're going to take a quick break and then it's would you rather time. So Sarah, between music and podcasts, you and I both use our earbuds a lot, right? Yep. And we've both talked about some of the frustrations we've encountered with them in the past, like dealing with wires or having to recharge them all the time, or sometimes they aren't comfortable to wear, or the sound quality isn't good or they're ugly. And then if you happen to find a magical product that checks all the boxes, they cost more than your smartphone does. So that's why we love Studio so much. Studio is a Swedish company that makes really elegant earbuds or earphones, as they call them, because they are far more elegant than we are. (laughs) Uh, But we love these earbuds. The sound quality is excellent. They have a long battery life, and they're honestly just beautiful to look at. Like, even the packaging is really pretty. We're especially excited about their new Tolv design. So these are completely wireless earbuds, but the Tolv also holds seven hours of battery life, and then they come with this really sleek charging case that offers four additional charges. So you can get like six days of standby battery life. You could totally take the 12 earbuds on a long trip and use them pretty much constantly without ever having to worry about recharging. The 12 earbuds also offer up to 15 meters of range, which is really convenient if you're doing housework or maybe at the gym and you wander a little way from your phone. The price is really reasonable for how beautiful and high quality these earbuds are, and we are huge fans. So just go to studio.com and use the discount code MOMHOUR to get 15% off any purchase. Again, that's S-U-D-I-O.com. Use Mom Hour at checkout and you're going to get 15% off your purchase. I love my studios. And we are going to be doing a little giveaway on Instagram later this week. So if you're listening to this right when it drops, go head over to Instagram and check out the studio giveaway. 
Okay, guys, we have been talking for a few weeks about our listener survey, and thank you to the literally hundreds and hundreds of you who've taken the time to go to themomhour.com slash survey and tell us who you are, where you live, what you think of the show, what you want to hear more of. It is really super helpful, and we're kind of in the process of wrapping that up. So we are going to leave that survey open for just a few more days for real, um, and then, we, then we'll then we be, I don't know, Megan, like data crunching, looking at yes. the numbers, making we decisions. We love seeing what you guys have to say, and then I'll also like making future plans based on, you know, what you guys all think of what we're doing. Yeah, it's really helpful. It helps us steer the show. It helps us create new content. It helps us in the way we find great sponsors and bring you guys great deals from our advertisers. Um, And it really helps because this industry is still changing and evolving. And everybody wants to know how podcast listeners behave, where you listen, what you're doing while you listen. So it's a fun way to be a part of that kind of industry conversation right now. And it's a huge help to us. So again, it's at themomhour.com slash survey. It'll be up for just a few more days. So if you've been meaning to do it, you can go do it on your phone right now. It works great on mobile. So you don't have to wait till you get to your computer. And thanks so much for helping us out. Okay, Sarah, are you ready? Yes. Okay. Would you rather start your day without coffee or start the day knowing you'll be forced to stay up till 3 a.m. I mean, those are both horrible things in my world. I know. World. You're so mean. I'm so mean. sorry. I'm so <laughs> sorry to leave with that. But I just know that you're cringing. Yeah. Thinking about either of those things being true. So I would say all other things being equal, I would rather start the day knowing I have to stay up till 3 a.m. and just have my coffee as normal. And then I'd probably have some more coffee later in the afternoon. And, you know, I could stay up till 3 a.m., if I needed to, wanted to, I have done it in the past. You have, but I think the reason I, I phrased the question this way is that you'd be forced to. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> but you can continue to drink coffee all night long if you right, have to. Right. You know, and yeah. my thing with coffee is it's absolutely essential for my existence, but I don't actually drink a whole lot of it. I just, when I need it one in the morning and one in the afternoon, I really, really need it. Um, so I think, you know, I, I think staying up till three o'clock would be more like, Ugh, why are you making me do this? And I wouldn't mm-hmm. want to. But the the devastating results of starting the day without <laughs> coffee are must be avoided at all costs. Okay, so That's what would so the funny. you have to answer this? But I'm I'm curious what the equivalent would be for you because first of all, well, you don't I always drink start my day with I always start my day with tea. But the funny thing is, neither one of these things bothers me that much. Right. So to you, this would be: Would you rather? Start yeah. your day without tea or know that you have to get up at 5 a.m. the next day? Would that be the equivalent? Yeah. Yeah. Actually, that would be the equivalent. And I think I'd rather start my day without tea. Yeah. Yeah, I can yeah, see being that. Being forced to wake up at 5 does not appeal. No, I can see that. I'd do it if I had to, but I would sure. want me. It would, I would want it to be me that decided. Yes. <laughs> you know, not like some external force. Right. So. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. I have a fun one to start. Okay. Would you rather... Spend the day at a nude beach, nude, somewhere where you don't know anybody. (laughs) I thought maybe you were going to leave that part out. Okay. Somewhere where you don't know anybody, but there would be people around. You're just, it's like pretty safe to assume you don't know anybody there. Um, Or spend the day at your hometown beach wearing a skimpy, and I mean significantly skimpy bikini. Like you're wearing, you're you're legally covered, Mm. but barely. This is terrible. <laughs> so I've had sort of the equivalent in that I have gone to spas before where they're clothing optional and you feel really kind of weird getting in like the communal mm-hmm. hot tub area in clothing. And I was able to force myself to be at least a little bit okay with being 
naked sort of in front of other people. So I think I would do the nude beach and I would just lay on my towel the whole time and never get up. Okay. I think I would too. I think it's a very interesting conundrum. The other thing is if I wore a really skimpy bikini on the beach in my hometown, there's a good chance I wouldn't see anybody. Like if I, like if I went to the beach and it wasn't like a suit, like there's also a really good chance I wouldn't see anyone I know at the beach in my hometown. Oh, see, I think of your town as like, you see people, you know, everywhere you go. You can, but you don't necessarily. Okay. Like I could easily go to the beach and it's all tourists. Okay. Okay. So, and I do think that these days it is becoming acceptable for women of all ages and sizes to wear really skimpy bikinis. Yeah. So it's becoming less like, you don't know, pe- people aren't well, like really watching you the way that you think they might be. Right. So yeah. maybe I would just wear the skimpy bikini. And it's much more about like both in both scenarios, it's much more about your comfort level necessarily right. than, I mean, in both cases, there are people around you and people are going to think what people are going to think. So it's really like, how would you be least uncomfortable spending the day? I'm actually not sure either. I think I could go either way. I think the nude beach, the only reason I'd feel slightly more comfortable there is that everybody is not dressed the same. Yeah. And like, there's no judgment yeah, attached to exactly. like, what you're wearing because the the playing field has been leveled where yeah. you know a 40 year old mom in a skimpy bikini would carry you know would just be like a loaded yeah thing whereas well around here i will say 40 year old moms wear really skimpy bikinis all the time i just don't partake mm. i am not one of those moms and i have not worn a bikini a true bikini in a very 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 long time so that would be like such a jump like that would be such a departure from what I would usually wear on right. the beach in my own hometown. This is impossible. We have to choose one though. That's the rules. Yeah, that is the rule. So did you come, which one, which one did you? I'm going nude beach. I think I am too. I think after an hour I'd get used to it and I'd be totally fine. Whereas yeah. I don't, I think after an hour on my hometown in a skippy bikini, I still wouldn't have achieved, achieved comfort. Yeah. You wouldn't feel like yourself. Right. Exactly. Whereas the other would just be, yeah, I think I think I'm coming down on the same for me. All right. Well, Let's do it. Let's plan a trip to the nude beach. <laughs> Let's not. I can't go with someone I know. It'd have to be so, like, I'd have to be alone. Yeah. All right. I've got a fun one for you. And when I answer, I have to answer for the exact same. I think I should have to answer for the exact same um, specifics. Okay. Circumstances. Okay. Would you rather lead a glitter craft party for Violet and six of her friends or put on a homemade fireworks display? <laughs> We are recording this on the 4th of July. We are. So this is appropriate. Here's the caveat. For the craft party, you have to let Violet and her friends choose all the materials. And that's going to probably be a lot of glitter. And for the fireworks party, you would have to let a 13-year-old boy choose the fireworks so you cannot get away with sparklers and snakes. Right. It's a real deal. It's a real deal. Okay. Well, we're setting aside reality because everything is illegal in California. So I have never, I've never like touched homemade Fireworks. You can come to Indiana or Michigan. Right, exactly. I yeah. do remember from my Chicago days, like people driving across the border and getting fireworks in Wisconsin or Indiana. And, but here, fire danger is such a real thing that like nobody does this. But setting that aside, I got to go glitter party. Even even as because I... Because it's a well-established fact that you hate glitter. It is a well-established fact that I hate glitter. And Violet is a very high-maintenance uh, artist. And this sounds <laughs> very challenging. But I feel like... It, it, it's a more known quantity for me. And I feel like no matter how hard the cleanup was, it, it would get done. Like it's a, I, whereas the fireworks, I feel like there's too many unknowns. There's too yeah. many, I, too many crazy things could happen. So okay. I'm going with so, glitter party. 
So this is interesting for me. I, I have a real conundrum here. I hate homemade fireworks. They scare the crap out of me. Yeah. Like they always have since I was a little kid. They terrify me. However, it sounds more fun <laughs> than leading a glitter craft party for Violet and six of her friends. Like I really, to me, that sounds like such a level of torture that I think I would take the very real fear of the homemade fireworks <laughs> display because at least I would be enjoying myself to some degree, even if it was just the novelty of it. Like, I feel like I never want to do a glitter craft party again. Yeah. Like ever. Maybe it's so because even I am though I still might kind of a finger it. off. Right. Yeah. Maybe <laughs> I might literally lose a finger, but I think I'd still go with the fireworks. Party. Would you rather have all of your digits or <laughs> and have to use them crafting or only have four, but you never have to craft? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, this brings new, new levels to our um, <laughs> hatred of fun. Oh my gosh. Have you let your your boys or like, is that a thing? Like homemade fireworks? No, um, not home? a thing I participate in. So we've been to a couple like parties where some adult dudes are Ugh. setting off fireworks and that's just as bad. Like oh. I want to leave. I actually feel like if it was me leading, like me doing it, I would do it safer than I see it happen a lot yeah. because there are certain things you could do that make it pretty safe. Like you don't run at, like you don't point bottle rockets at people. That's just an example. You make sure you give yourself enough, long enough wick. Like there's things that you can do and I'm sure I would read up on it. Um, I do not allow my kids to purchase like the whizzy ones that zip all over the place. And like, you know, yeah, they can do sparklers. They, I've let them do some of the minor ones that kind of like spark and go up in the air that, yeah. that are just kind of boring. That said, I'm not naive. Like I know they've probably been around them Yeah, because they're everywhere. And like around here, people set them off all summer long. Oh yeah. Well, I'm kind of remembering actually Arizona had, had a, a culture of fireworks in, w different than I had grown up with, but my kids were so little. We were at a few parties where it was just sparklers, but I do yeah. think that was a thing there. I just think we weren't partaking of it because we didn't grow up there and our kids were little when we were there. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. Oh my gosh. It's around. I grew up around it. Yeah. Afraid. Yeah. I grew up afraid. <laughs> um, yeah, it is scary. Well, I live in the land of wildfire. So, right. um, yeah. And just like the personal injury aspect of it too. Um, both like, yeah. Okay. Um, well last this week, uh, earlier this week on Tuesday, we talked about other people's babies and kids and caring for, you know, babies that aren't our own. So this question is kind of a little bit inspired along those lines. And so in this question, you have to imagine that throughout the years of your active mothering, you have like a perma kid who's stuck at an age. So I realize this is right. like, you know, that's the premise here. You still have other kids, you still have your regular life, but you for, for the entirety of your active mothering years, you have a kid who is stuck at one of the following ages and you choose. Would you rather it be three weeks old, a year and a half old, or three years old? Oh, boy. Well, not 18 months can go right out the window. I thought for a second I was going to say three weeks, but the problem is that they never do anything. Yeah. And you'd be breastfeeding forever. <laughs> I know. And you're, for the rest of your life. Yeah. And, so, And it's really hard ahead. to get other things done with a yeah. three-week-old. So I think I would say three years, and it's because... They're still baby. There's still so much baby in a three-year-old, but they're interesting. They're talkative. They do stuff. Yeah. They happily will play with other people sometimes and give you a little bit of a break, or you can like set them up with an activity. I just think the other two would be untenable. 
So this, I don't know how I arrived at this, but I am going with the 18-month-old. And I know that's Whoa. so weird because one-year-olds are, they are the worst with a capital W as we've established on this show, but also we love them. I think the reason why is three-year-olds are also kind of the worst in a lot of ways. And I yeah. think in this imaginary scenario, for first of all, it would not be a three-week-old. That one went right out the window for me for the reasons we mentioned. And also you don't get, there's not, they're not quite as much fun. Like they're not well, even they smiling yet. yet. Yeah. Yeah. They don't, they don't interact really. Yeah. I mean, you know? the, the part that is fun is the newness and the specialness and the fact that you're no yeah. longer pregnant and the fact that this is a new person in your family, that's fun. But to have but that it get old, that would get old. <laughs> and, and all the other things we mentioned, um, between an 18 month old and a three year old, they're both really, really challenging. I think I like the 18 month old, even though I think that's such a hard stage. And when I say one year olds are the worst, it's tongue in cheek because you know, we don't actually hate one-year-olds, but there's babies still. They have predictable nap schedules. And I was going to say the napping is a big one. Yeah, yeah. They're on a predictable nap schedule. They're very portable. You can even still wear them. Um, and they are communicative enough. Whereas a three-year-old, the battle of wills and the stubbornness of a three-year-old and the, almost the mental gymnastics it takes to reason with a three-year-old, I feel like I couldn't do that for an extended amount of time. And doesn't it so depend on the kid too? It does. And one-year-olds and three-year-olds have a lot in common, actually, I think. Yeah. It's like it's like the next round of the same things, which is this quest for independence and all this other stuff. So both would be hard, but I am going with an 18-month-old and you're going with a, a I'm perma go three. A I'm perma staying three with a perma three. Yep. Okay, so the funny thing about this game is it it's fun, but it makes me really uncomfortable. <laughs> is it like anxiety producing a little bit? Yes, because I'm thinking about like what it actually would be like to, you know, be on a nude beach or like throw a fireworks party or have a three-year-old for the rest of my life. <laughs> um, and like, it actually gives me some like, like stress. I forgot about that. So what's funny, you know, those dreams that you have where it's like a kind of a bad dream or a stress dream and you wake up and you're, you're automatically in a good mood because you realize that the dream is real. not true. So maybe yes. this will have that effect. You'll get off of recording and you'll be like, oh my gosh, my life is so great. It's so great not- because none of, I don't actually have to choose between any of these things. I think I also take this game a little too seriously. Like I feel like by the would you rather I'm actually being forced into doing one of these things right. and I have to remind myself that this is pretend. Um, there is a great line from 30 Rock, which is one of my favorite all-time TV shows where Kenneth, who I know is not your favorite character on that show, he's a little over the top, but he said, oh, I don't like hypothetical situations. It's like lying to your brain. <laughs> so that is what we, <laughs> um, that is what we are doing. We are lying. We are lying to, to our, our brains. brains and our emotions. Yes. Yeah. Well, let's take a quick break and then we can come back because I know we have several more to hit. Okay. So Sarah, I have been looking through my closet and realizing I have a serious shortage of breezy summer dresses right now, which can only mean one thing. It's time to go mod cloth shopping. (laughs) Yes. We have talked about the fact that mod cloth is one of our favorite online sites for styles that are fashion forward, but still really accessible for moms of a certain age. Um, I bought everything from dresses and tops to shoes and swimsuits on mod cloth. And I love the range of styles and also the shopping experience. They have this amazing community of shoppers who will post honest reviews and even photos of themselves in the pieces. So you can see how they might look on someone with your size or body type. And speaking of size, mod cloth has an inclusive range that goes from zero, zero to 28. Right now I'm eyeballing the yes to festive maxi dress. So I typically steer clear of maxi dresses because I look better in something a little more tailored, but I think this one might actually be the perfect combination of flowy and fitted. It's got this great halter top and a defined waist. And I love this like subtle 
colorful rickrack detailing on a navy blue. That is so cute. I love it. It's really cute, isn't it? Okay, so this is one of the things that's so great about mod cloth. They will take a popular style, but then they put like an unexpected twist on it, like a different neckline or an interesting print or some fabric that's unusual. And it just elevates the look and makes it so wearable. So we're going to get you 15% off your purchase of $100 or more so you can give your wardrobe a little boost too. Go to modcloth.com, that's M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com and enter the code MODMOM at checkout. This 15% off does apply to all sale items too, so you can really score, but the offer is only available for a limited time, so don't wait. Again, go to M-O-D-C-L-O-T-H.com, modcloth.com and enter the code MODMOM at checkout to get an extra 15% off all sale items through the end of July. You know, Megan, switching to a more natural deodorant has been on my to-do list for an embarrassingly long time, and it's just been kind of overwhelming to make a change. I am a creature of habit. They've got great scents to choose from, and I tried cucumber and mint. It feels great going on, and the scent is just the right amount. It's not overpowering, but it's really fresh and clean. People love native deodorant. They have over 7,000 five-star reviews, and it's because it works. It's made from simple ingredients that you've heard of, and it doesn't have parabens, aluminum, or talc. If you try it and fall in love and want to switch for good, they've got subscribe and save options, which I love, and you can save 17% and have your product delivered to your door every couple of months, so that's great. I love that. That's so convenient. And I also love native. I love the way they smell. I have the lavender and rose scent and I've been so impressed how well it works. Even during that crazy yoga challenge I was doing where I was going to multiple classes a day. I like liked the way my armpits smelled. If that's not a vote of confidence, I don't know what is. <laughs> so if you guys are like me and you need a little nudge to do something good for yourself in your daily routine, this is it. We're going to give you 20% off your first purchase when you go to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code THEMOMHOUR at checkout. Again, you're going to save 20% off your first purchase of Native Deodorant. You're going to go to nativedeodorant.com and use the promo code THEMOMHOUR at checkout. All right, Megan, my next would you rather is it's it's built upon a premise that I'm going to pause and explain real quick because you and I have talked about this, I think, on the show. There is a recurring dream that multiple people have. I didn't know that everybody had the, or not everybody, but that this is a common recurring dream until I was an adult, till you and I talked about it. Um, but it is a recurring dream where you discover rooms of your house that you didn't know were there. Now, mm. let's just pause and say you've had this dream, correct? Something like this? I have this dream all the time. And have you talked to other people about this as a recurring dream? Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. And I do get a surprising number of people saying they have the dream too. So for me, it can also be other things like I'm in my yard and I discover like a, like a, like an old shed in the back. That's like this cool, like greenhouse. It's all covered over in Ivy. Like I have extremely detailed dreams. Or sometimes I even dream it about other people's houses. Like I'm in my aunt's house and I find that there's this wing or this attic I didn't know existed and I get to go explore. It's one of my favorite kinds of dreams to have. So I have also had this. And for me, I don't know if the emotional feeling of the dream is the same for you, but for me, it is mostly a positive thing. It's like, it's like an, a huge, like eye opening, like what? the heck? How did I not yes. know? It's like a behind a door, there's this really expansive section of my house that I didn't know existed. And there's this underlying feeling of why didn't I know this was here? That's yes. a little unsettling, but, but if it's, you know, 20% unsettling, it's 80% like exciting. Like, oh my it's gosh, I could do so much with this, but yet how did I not know this was here? And I always wake up a little disappointed. Yeah. 
Yeah. It doesn't actually exist. Yeah. So that was a little side note. Listeners, you'll have to let us know if you also have this dream. I know my mom has it and we didn't discover that we both had those types of dreams. I didn't really know it was a thing till more recently, the last few years. So this, uh, would you rather kind of rests on this premise. So in this, would you rather you wake up only this is true. There is actually a part of your home or your yard you can pick with really expansive unused available space that you can decorate. It can even have some furniture in it. It's you wake up from the stream and that is true. Would you rather that be true or would you rather wake up and discover you have a bank account that you forgot about that has $10,000 in it? Oh, without a question, I take the house. Okay. Because the way that I dream it, it's always extremely elaborate and amazing and awesome. So just the feeling of having that be true is worth way more than $10,000 to me. But also I could never recreate the, what I dream about with $10,000. Yeah. This would be like a hundred to million dollar, a hundred thousand to million dollar addition to a house because it's always just so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel the same way. And we could play with the dollar amount and see if that changed things. But for me, I think if I woke up and discovered a pot of money I forgot existed, I would probably do something really responsible with it. Yes. <laughs> you know, it would be like, yay, I can pay my credit card. Yeah, I can get a new roof. Car. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Whereas um, this discovery of something that you that you didn't create it or buy it or go out and get it. It just was there all along. So I feel like, did you tell me that it's supposed to represent like untapped opportunity when you I think so. I think I looked it up one time yeah. and yes, it represents like the promise of something new or like exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Opportunity. Well, I would also, I would also take the house, but yeah, that feeling of just so, it was just so it's like, I remember having dreams when I was a little kid that I would wake up and my entire room was filled with toys. I remember having Aww. that dream and like that feeling, not just of the toys, but of how unexpected it was. Uh -huh. And like, I didn't, how, where did, how did they get here? And now I have all these things to play with. Like, that's the feeling yes. that a dream about that, that room in your house or that wing in your house. For me, it's typically like a wing or a yeah, floor. Mine too. Um, that's the feeling it, it encompasses and it's worth a lot to me. Yeah. So, yeah. Is yours always furnished? Sometimes mine yep. is unfurnished. Mine is almost always furnished. Like it's, or, or it looks like I could move in. Yeah. Like I'm like in the process of moving in, but usually it's furnished. Yeah. Mine is sometimes kind of unfurnished, but always ready to be like the most exciting part is thinking about, oh my gosh, I could turn this into, you know, an office or yeah. this, like, what could I do with this space? It's not usually elaborately like decorated and furnished. It's usually more blank slate-ish. Even if there's some furniture, it's more about what would I do to this space? Mm. So neat. Kind of fun. All right. Neat. This next one's not so fun. <laughs> no, I apologize. Okay, Sarah, we just talked about, you know, toddlers and all that and messes. So this, this just wraps it all up. <laughs> Would you rather change a full on poopy toddler diaper? And I mean, when they get to the point where their poop smells like grown yeah. human poop. Yeah. Or clean up dog poop on your rug. I think I would rather clean up dog poop, even though I, I like babies more than I like dogs usually. Um, but there's something about the human end of a squirmy toddler that's that, like with dog poop, the dog has moved on and you just have to face the poop. <laughs> yes. Whereas with a toddler, you are dealing with the person as well as the poop and they're moving and kicking and sweating and you've got to, you've got to get the new diaper. And 
So I think I'm going dog poop. I think I agree. Okay. Now, the the rug part does add a fibrous <laughs> challenge. Yeah. It does involve cleaning product, which yes. could add challenge. But not only all the things you said, the squirminess, the sweating, like the fact that it becomes like an aerobic activity, but also there is something so disgusting about toddler diapers. Not only because like a toddler is like they eat like normal humans yeah. and their poop reflects that, but like they sit in it and yeah. squish it and yeah. it gets everywhere. And it's like, that's one of those things that while I was in the thick of doing all that, um, I didn't appreciate how awful it was. Yeah. <laughs> and then now when I see a mom having to like change a toddler diaper, I just feel, it's, and I know for them it's just routine and it yeah. doesn't matter. Right. But like, it takes me back to that place where I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah. No, yeah. Thank you. No, especially yeah. when they're on the older end of toddler, you know, yes. your kids who are potty training at three and that's, you know, that is not to shame any three-year-olds that we don't like. No. It's not like we're making our three-year-olds feel bad about the poopy diaper. We're putting on a brave face, but in hindsight, that is not pleasant. Now I have an addendum to this one, which is oh what about cat pee on the carpet versus a toddler diaper? I take a toddler diaper. I would take a toddler diaper over cat pee. Cat pee is the worst. It is. It, the smell will not come out of anything. Ever. It's really difficult to get rid of. Yeah. And then once they do it once, like yep. they'll just keep going back to that spot. So yeah. <sighs> yeah. I've had that problem. Yes, I have too at various times. Okay. I think I know how you're going to answer this one, but I, I don't know for sure. So here we go. Would you rather have a huge surprise birthday party thrown for you? And I mean, you are walking in completely stone cold surprised. You had no idea, not even a hint. And like everyone you've ever known is there for better or for worse. Like you didn't get to vet the guest list or drop any hints. This is like you are blown over with surprise or have everybody forget your birthday one year and not say anything all day? I mean, I think we know the answer to this. <laughs> I don't even have, it doesn't even have to be a, would you rather please someone throw a huge surprise birthday party for me? <laughs> yeah. If everyone forgot my birthday, like, and I don't expect everyone or even most people to remember my birthday. I'm not one of those people who gets like offended if like I'm your sort of good friend and you don't know it's my birthday or you didn't notice on Facebook or whatever. Yeah. But if literally everyone forgot my birthday, I would cry. Yeah, I mean. It would make me feel terrible. It would be sad. But for me, a surprise party would be worse. I, I'm not surprised by I that. I know. I know. As I was writing this, I was like, well, this is just too illustrative it's, it's, yeah. of our personalities. Right. But I don't know. I mean, maybe there's still some awkwardness built into a large surprise birthday party. Sure. And, and I then, know and extroverts I, yes. who st still don't like the idea of a surprise party. So ha has anyone ever done it? Has anyone ever thrown a surprise party for me? A couple times, yeah. I had a surprise dinner thrown for me a few years ago. That was easy. Like, that was, it was just close friends. And Were you genuinely really surprised? Mm-hmm. Yep, mm -hmm. I genuinely was. And uh, I think my 16th birthday party was a surprise. But, like, somehow my stepmom had asked a friend of mine to pull it together for her, or like, to invite everybody. Then this friend got mad at me. <laughs> And like, didn't invite anybody. So then my stepmom had to go find a bunch of randos because she really didn't know exactly who my best friends were. She yeah. just kind of had this idea. So it was a really weird group of people. <laughs> That's what I do remember. Like, it was this really odd group of people that weren't my closest friends. They were like kids from school that my stepmom probably thought were my close friends because she, like, we were in like plays together and stuff. But it was people who'd never been to my house before. There was like a couple people that were actually close friends of mine, but like most weren't. 
And then all like my really good friends mostly were not there. It was a little odd, but I still loved it. And yeah, it was nice. Okay. I, I liked the, the fact that I was thought of. Yeah. Like that was meaningful to me. Yeah. That someone put in the effort. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would probably choose. It's only one birthday that everybody has to forget one day. Right? I, actually, <laughs> I really like my birthday as a sort of introspective, like myself. Like I, I wouldn't yeah. want that every year, but I think I could handle, I would, I think I would rather just one year and it would be sad, but I really, really just cannot face the thought. Have of, you ever had a prize, surprise party thrown? So my 18th birthday, the party itself, the fact that it was happening was not a total surprise. So I think what happened is my mom and a couple of my best friends said, we're going to, um, we're going to do something on Friday night for your birthday. It was my actual birthday. Um, but you don't, you know, you don't have to do anything or plan anything. So just be ready. And then the, the, they were, it was very sweet. They did a dinner at my house with a bunch of friends and then we, I think we maybe got a limo or something and we went around. Oh, we went around and picked up our friends at their different houses and came, came back and had a really nice dinner. And I think just the circumstances and the little details were all a surprise. And so I was just told show up and that I can handle that. I can totally handle that. Like here's what to wear. Here's control. And yeah. Yeah. And I, I think most of all, I didn't have to walk into a room and have everyone look at me for my reaction. That's pretty much like the worst That's like part of it for, for me. Yeah, that is the nightmare. It doesn't bother me at all. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it doesn't surprise me. It yeah. does not surprise me that we're different on that one. I'm, and I have a feeling we might be different on this last one too. Okay. Okay. So Sarah, would you rather take a job you're a little bit underqualified for or a job you're way overqualified for? Oh, is it like the rest of my life job? I mean, you'd have to be there. You'd have to be there for like a year at least. Okay. This would be your career. Not just like, I'm going to do this for, you know. Ah, that is so hard. Neither. Both. Um, because I know it makes you really uncomfortable to not feel like you know and yeah. can do a good job. And I really like exceeding expectations. Like, I like right. it when people. But way overqualified would be kind of insulting and boring. So I'm trying to think. Yeah, I'm going to go with I'd rather be overqualified, probably, it, especially if it's not the rest of my life. If we're talking right. the rest of my life, then that's probably different. Yeah, I would be opposite. Yeah. I'd rather take a job I'm a little bit underqualified for because I think I get a rush out of faking it a little bit uh-huh. and trying to like beat the system or learn something I don't know. And like, I'm not really I have this weird confidence where I feel like even if I take something on that I don't know how to do, I'll figure it out and still do really well. And that might not even always be true, but, but that confidence mm-hmm. has gotten me, you know, yeah. it's allowed me to do some things that I really am totally not qualified for. Um, if I took a job I was way overqualified for, I think I would just be so bored. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think I probably would too. I, I'm often driven by, I like to do things well. So there's, there would be a, there would be an element of satisfaction in like, you know, I can do this with my eyes closed. I can do right. this really, really well. But then you'd have to come to the point where is that how you want to spend your entire right. career? Um, and you've you've done a good job of like showing me the light of the other side. And like, I do think I I take on things sometimes that I don't know how to do now, but it's not my natural place. So the other question, I guess that might change this a little bit, the, the caveat would be in the job you're a little bit underqualified for, would it change things for you if you could pretty quickly become qualified or 
if it was, you would always be a little out of your league. Like, you know what I mean? Like yeah, if that the job would was something things. you could, where you could close the gap within like, like a year. Yeah. That might be that something change that you things. could do. But if it was all, if, if the stakes were always and expectations were always going to be just slightly above what you felt comfortable delivering on. And that would never change. Yeah. I could see that. Yes. The, no, that would be the game changer because I also like the feeling of mastering something new. You know, I don't always yeah. want to just, it's not that I don't want a challenge, but that would be hard if I was never going to feel that mastery or that yep. competence. Cause I, I do thrive on that. So yeah, that would be a big game changer. And I think for me, the thing that might change might sway me toward the job I'm overqualified for is if I could, if I was there long enough and had enough freedom that I could start almost creating a new job within the job mm -hmm. where I was like delegating to other people and mm -hmm. like giving myself more responsibilities. So like, there's always, you know, sure. Or if you got, these. if you were compensated so well that you had the freedom in the rest of your life to, to do those like more outside, outside your league or outside the box things, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you mm -hmm. had an easy job that paid a ton of money, then you'd have the rest of your freedom. So yeah. Yeah, there's always caveats. There's always, there's always In other the game of would you rather. <laughs> well, I have a bonus one. Okay. I, and I didn't even write this down. It's an e I mean, it's a, it's not a, a, not a hard one to think about, but I am curious about your answer. Um, it was one that didn't make the list. And then I just thought of it. Um, you at different times have hosted a lot of people for gatherings in your house and there's pros and cons to that. So my would you rather is, would you rather have your house bursting at the seams, uncomfortably bursting at the seams, meaning you come out in the morning and there's, there's kids on the floor. There's people in sleeping bags. Like you have loaded up your house for a full week or spend an entire week by yourself in your house with no kid, none of your kids and none, you know, nobody coming to stay or visit. I'd rather be by myself for a week. Me too. I, I might have had a different answer at different phases of my life, but right now I have gotten used to being alone in my house mm -hmm. and I quite like it. And sometimes I wish I had a little more alone time. Okay. Uh, so I didn't so, know, I know you like a big family gathering, but I also know you and I've talked about like, it's not that we don't like to host, but there's something about when, just when your space isn't your own and there's like people mm -hmm. everywhere that that's hard. I wonder if that would change if I said a month or three months, like a month what, would be way too long to yeah. be alone. So that that yeah, point to be alone. And, and I think for, for you said a weekend for people, I said a week, house, right? but a week for people in my house. Yeah. Yeah. That's too long. Yeah. I could do it for a I could do it for a few days and that would be fun. But like for a whole week, every, my house packed way too long. But if we change it to a month, well, but then <laughs> I'd have to also have a month with, you know, my house packed. Right. Right. I think it's still going with me. Maybe I'm yeah. getting like changing in my older age. I don't yeah. know. No, I'm definitely team home alone for a long time, but then at a certain point you want people around you, but then, yeah. but then you've got to be bursting at the seams. Okay. Right. Well, that was kind of a fun little bonus one that it was. I had meant to ask. Well, this was really fun. And I have to say that now that we have talked about the fact that these are hypotheticals and I don't actually have to have a bunch of people in my house for a week or, you know, go to a nude beach with your a nude permanent three-year-old. <laughs> oh my goodness. You just made it so much worse. What if you combined all of them with a bunch of fireworks going off all around me and like in a job that I don't like yeah, I don't <laughs> on know. your birthday that everyone, oh, my, forgot. That everyone forgot. Oh my goodness. Worst yeah. day ever. 
Um, well, I would love for you guys to play along on Instagram. Check our stories. And if you have opinions, strong opinions on one of these, or if you have a would you rather that you want us to answer, hit us up. You can always email us hello at themomhour.com or come find us on Instagram at themomhour. And my goodness, this was really fun. We will be back really on Tuesday. Bye.